Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to introduce a man who needs no introduction. His credits are too long to list. He has done the impossible time after time. He hails out of a manger in Bethlehem, Jerusalem, by way of heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for making your way to the arena. And now, let's get ready to rumble. Brown one Jehovah, head is by the shoulder. Guys like the spotty, they put it behind the boulder. Hi everyone, I'm Marcus Staples and this is Unpacking the Theology, the show that unpacks the reason behind the rhyme of Christian hip-hop. So, we're continuing our Easter theme this week, and on today's show, we will be unpacking Curtis Voice Allen's track, It's Over, from his album Christ the King from Light Switch Productions. Now, as you just heard, this track is done in the form of a boxing match, and I love it because it's full of energy and it presents the story in... A really cool, really fun and energetic way that gets you really fired up about the whole gospel. Round one, which is verse one, starts with the death of Christ. Round two takes place on Saturday, and it it kind of explains the meaning of the cross and the fear that the disciples had on that Saturday that they had to to kind of go through uh, before the resurrection on Sunday. And round three is the resurrection itself. On this episode, I want to focus on verse 2. And I want to focus on the disciples' feelings and thoughts that they had on the second day, on that Saturday, the day after Christ was crucified. Um, if you haven't yet, go read the lyrics or look up this song and, and listen to it before you go any further. That way, you can put everything in the context of the song. Now, there are a couple of texts I want to read here. The first comes out of Matthew chapter 27, right at the end of the chapter, verses 62 through 66, we see that the Pharisees will place a guard on the tomb because they had heard Jesus say that he's going to raise again on the third day, and since they didn't want that to happen, they decided to post a guard outside. I'll just read it. Okay, Matthew chapter 27, starting at verse 62. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priest and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how this impostor said, while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made more secure until the third day, lest his, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Now, the reason I want to read this text is because it shows the full extent of the fear that the Pharisees had of Christ and of his ministry. They, by posting someone in front, admit that he had power Um, At least he had power among the people, and they were afraid that his disciples were going to kidnap the body and say he rose, which would cause all sorts of political and military problems for the Pharisees. Now, the disciples were probably quite aware of this, 
seeing as in the Pharisees were pretty open in their persecution of Jesus. And in those days, uh, once the leader was persecuted, if the followers still followed that person, they would be persecuted as well. So the disciples are, are in fear because clearly the Pharisees are still taking actions against Jesus. How do we see this in Scripture? Well, in John 20, we read in verse 19 that on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. So on Sunday, the disciples are meeting together in a locked room because they're afraid of the Pharisees and, and some of the other Jews of what they're going to do to them. Um, Herein lies my question. From this, we can see that the disciples actually lacked faith in Christ's perfect ministry. Uh, what does that mean? That they witnessed, you know, everything Christ had done. Um, they had witnessed, at least three of the disciples have witnessed Christ's transfiguration. They heard his teaching firsthand. And even though they confessed him to be the Christ, they didn't quite believe their own confession of Christhood and the implications of it. The disciples were simply misunderstanding the role of the Messiah and, by proxy, misunderstanding Scripture. Uh, Christ spoke his resurrection plainly to them. They had read the Scriptures. They were good Jews, so they, they knew the Scriptures, but they had read the Scriptures wrong and uh, read it concerning them. They were expecting this earthly kingdom. Uh, even up until the end, they were expecting an earthly kingdom, but now Christ was dead. And with him being dead, now their realistic and human fears were coming to light. They had lost all hope. So, why is this, why is the disciples' action so significant? Well, we are the disciples. Uh, we commit the same sin of unbelief that the disciples had. We read ourselves into the scripture where we don't belong. We hide ourselves and lock ourselves in a room for fear of the world, despite the words of God. Suffering and persecution becomes such a ragged thought on our minds that we run away from it. We're afraid to confess Christ. We're afraid to come forth and bring forth the gospel in the light that it's presented. Do we not read the scriptures? Do we not have the words of God? Why do we not listen and trust? Why do we not take God's word for face value as it is written on the page? Why do we hide like the disciples did? Why do we lock our doors and hide away from the rest of the world? Who do we have to fear? What do we have to fear? Christ has already made the victory. In his death, he was defeating death. The disciples didn't see it, and how come we don't see it? But thanks be to God, who after he appeared to the disciples, said, Peace be with you, and the disciples were glad. For Christ has not abandoned us. He remains faithful, even when we're faithless. So trust in Christ, who will never leave us or forsake us, and is faithful to bring us unto salvation, even when salvation seems lost. This is a clear message that Curtis Voice Allen is trying to make in this track, especially in his transition from his second verse to his third verse, from Saturday to Sunday. Let our Saturdays be yesterdays, and let our Sundays rest in the resurrection and truth. Of Jesus Christ. So if you're interested in this and more of the gospel messages in Curtis Voice Allen's album, Christ the King, you can find a link to purchase it on our website, unpackingatheology.wordpress.com. And as always, if you have any songs you would like us to unpack, please leave us a note in the comments section, or use the link on our page to find us on Google+. 
We hope you can join us for our next unpacking. Thank you, and God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, 